We read this story in the AP that the New England Aquarium was creating for its penguins honeymoon suites, a place that their endangered African penguins could go and, you know, hopefully mate. So we called up the aquarium to ask them about this, and they told us that the story had been blown out of proportion. But we still want to help the penguins. So uh, any penguins that might be listening to this podcast, throughout today's show, you'll hear a number of lines you can use to help get, you know, that special someone in the mood. Endangered? More like and dangerously hot. Hey, Becky, what can we help you with? Um, well, I have a question about making small talk with little kids. Um, I'm like, thir- I'm 33, and I have a lot more friends with kids now, and a lot more friends with kids are, like, showing up at, at parties and barbecues and stuff. And yeah. I want to be friendly, um, but I feel like I need some, like, conversational ins. Well, lay out, lay out for us. Tell, tell us kind of the story of how a typical interaction with a kid goes for you these days. All right. Well, like, for instance, um, sometimes I'll hang out out with, like, a friend and their kid at a park where there's other little kids. Um, And I'm okay with their kid because I know them, but and I I know some of their interests and everything. So that's not so bad. But um, sometimes other kids will come and just uh, stand there and stare. (laughs) Um, And I feel like as the adult in the conversation, you want to kind of, like, um, facilitate the, the the possible friendship, but I just uh, don't don't quite know what to do. I sometimes I'll ask them I'll ask them how old they are. Mm-hmm. I'll ask them what their name is. I'll ask them what they're doing at the park, and it's just uh, I think they expect more from you as the adult. You know, hearing you talk about the the questions you ask, I realize that I think what makes it hard because I I will struggle with this too. I think what makes it hard is that kids don't do that thing of asking you a question back. They just no, wait, wait for you to don't. say the next thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, how um, how does it work for you, Becky, uh, with adults in small talk? Are you pretty pretty confident there? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I I would say I'm I'm like adequate. I'm I I can get by, but only because uh, sort of they're keeping up their end, you know. Right. <laughs> well, I think we're gonna go and see if we can find someone to to help you out. That would be great. I think your next interaction with a child will be slightly less awkward. (laughs) I'm so glad. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, we are going to head out to a park, a playground here in Chicago to hopefully find the perfect expert to help Becky out. You'll know we're there when we start speaking in hushed tones. Hushed, childlike tones. Testing, 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 testing. Do you want to uh, just introduce yourself for us? I'm Ellery Lusignan. And how old are you, Ellery? I'm turning 10 this year in a couple months. Okay. So you're going to be our official kid expert. Are you comfortable being our kid expert? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so we got a phone call from somebody named Becky. And she doesn't have kids. And when she talks to kids, she doesn't never knows what to say. So if you're making conversation with a kid... What is a good way to start? Well, by asking their name and by asking how old they are. And some of their favorite things, like favorite color, favorite food, stuff like that. Okay, so let me try that. What's your favorite color? Fuchsia. You're wearing a fuchsia jacket, I I was going to guess. And uh, what's your favorite food? Well, 
I'm kind of a mix of things. I like spicy food. I like minty food. I have, I'm very wide range. What's your favorite minty food? Mint chocolate chip ice cream or peppermint ice cream. So what do you think is different about making small talk with a kid versus making small talk with an adult? Um, when you're making small talk with a kid, um, well, in my perspective, since I'm also a kid, it's super easy because we know each other well and we know what we're doing. And, but making small talk with an adult is a little bit trickier because... They might, um, they might say something that you don't know about, mm -hmm. and so then it becomes not a small talk, but a medium talk, and then maybe some other adults join in, and then it becomes a giant talk, so. Okay, so let's set the scene, right? Let's pretend that you're sitting at a table with Becky, like you're at dinner, right? You don't know her, she doesn't know you and maybe you can tell that she feels uncomfortable. What are some things Becky could talk to you about? Like things that all kids can relate to. Um, toys, maybe Lego bricks, AG dolls, stuff like that, food. What's an AG doll? American Girl doll. Got it. Very popular with girls like me. <laughs> or she could also be like to a boy, um, have you watched the Lego movie? That's a good, yeah. That will work for a girl, too, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. Because the Lego movie is awesome. If, is there a question that you um, would like an adult to ask you that adults don't ask? Not usually. But sometimes there are questions like, maybe my birthday's coming up. So sometimes I kind of want the adults to ask, is there anything important that's about to go on or something like that? That would be a good question, just to ask any kids. Is there anything important that's happening with you? Yeah, I think that's a good question, honestly. Can I ask you, is there anything important that's happening with you? Well, I'm moving to Florida at the end of the school year, and... Well, that's about it for right now. <laughs> that's a pretty big life change. Yeah, but the great thing is my nan and papa are going to live about an hour away. Oh, that's pretty good, yeah. I feel like we're making a pretty good conversation right now, yeah. I should just point out. What do you think? I think so, too. Let me ask you this, because sometimes I, I know what Becky is saying, that you know she just gets a little nervous talking to kids, she just doesn't know what to talk about. Does it surprise you that adults are sometimes um, a little bit nervous or scared? just to make conversation with the kid? Well, I'm a little bit surprised, but for some advice to, the, to an adult who's scared of beginning a conversation with children, um, just don't be scared. Just dive right in. The podcast you're hearing right now is How to Do Everything, but it's not your only podcast option. You can also try Bullseye with Jesse Thorne. It's a guide to what's good in pop culture. Jesse Thorne interviews musicians, writers, filmmakers, comedians, and other people who do stuff about why they do it and what it means to them. Jesse Thorne will help you find your favorite TV shows, books, movies, and music. 
and it'll also teach you something new about things you already love. It would be nice if he would help me find books that I love, that, that I physically lost, that I was almost done with and left somewhere. Do you have a lot of those? It, it happens uh, more than it should. Which book? Well, I was, uh, I was almost through Sal- Salvage the Bones by Jesmyn Ward. A great book. Okay. I left it somewhere. I don't know how it ends. Did you go to the library? Did they have it at the library? I, but I want mine back. Why? You can find Bullseye now at iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. They say you're made for life. Tonight, let's just worry about tonight. So we are two weeks in to our exclamation point fast, and we've heard from so many of you who are taking part uh, in struggling with this challenge. As a reminder, the challenge is uh, we've pledged to use no exclamation points for 30 days. Justin is doing the fast with us. So, Justin, how's it going? Um, it's, it's going pretty well. It's, it's more difficult than I thought it would be. Um, and I, I had uh, one, one friendship that seems to be a little strained by it. Um, I was in a text conversation, and um, the other person, she was being her regular, excited, bubbly self. And, uh, like, later when I saw her, she was like, were you upset with me? Or... <laughs> Um, oh, no. Yeah, uh, and it, and I, I was able to explain, like, no, I didn't mean anything by it. I've, I've just been uh, fasting from exclamation points. And um, at, at that point, she she looked at me funny, but at least she wasn't angry at me anymore. Yeah, I, I, I feel terrible. We, did, we didn't know that we were going to be straining relationships out there. No, I can always make more friends. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, Justin, uh, carry on, and uh, we'll hope for no more uh, hiccups in your fast. Well, thanks, guys. I, I appreciate the support. Kevin is also doing the fast with us. Now, Kevin, you say that your work requires you to use exclamation points. Can you explain that for us? Well, in the programming languages that I use, uh, the exclamation point uh, is used pretty often for a way to designate, um, in, in one language it's used for designated a true or not true, and in another language it's used as called, uh, as something called an, an optional that um, implicitly unwraps an optional value. Whoa, okay. I, I don't really speak any code. If you were to stick with the fast and just remove these exclamation points from your code, what would happen to the uh, the operations you're building? Uh, nothing would work. <laughs> okay. Really? So the whole thing would just fall apart? Correct. All right. Yeah. Now, that's in the language called Swift, and that's okay. for mobile applications. I could do a fast on another language, and instead of using the bang, I could use the word not. So I could not use the exclamation point and enclose the, the function values of these in something called a, a not, okay. so N-O-T. So I would say, if not this value, instead oh. of if bang this value. But by asking you to do that, we would be contributing in a tiny way, but still, we would be contributing to possible carpal tunnel damage by making you type more keys. Yes, I would be typing a lot more keys. Yeah. Can you tell us, Kevin, what uh, applications would be affected by the the fast? Well, if you do, you, do you have you have iPhones, so you have uh, do you have iOS eight on there? Yeah, mm-hmm. we we have that. 
Yeah, so probably some of the applications that you are using have this exclamation point in the code used to build them. So we would be bringing down pretty much the entire network of iPhones if everyone yeah. did the fast. Correct. Yeah, if you were to have all the programmers that are making iPhone applications do the fast, nothing would work. Wow. So when it comes down to it, we are not only destroying relationships, we are threatening to bring down the global communication network. There's actual collateral damage here with this fast. It's not just a fun game anymore. The, there are consequences. But we still have two weeks left. If you want to join in, send us an email and let us know at howto at npr.org. And if you're already doing it, let us know how it's going. You're making this South Pole head north real quick. And now the part of the show where we interrupt everything to tell you about businesses that have paid for that privilege. Today's episode of How to Do Everything is made possible by Stamps.com. There's never a convenient time to go to the post office. But with Stamps.com, the post office is always convenient. You can buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package right from your computer 24-7. Use the promo code EVERYTHING for a no-risk trial and a special bonus offer. Go to Stamps.com. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in everything. That's stamps.com. Enter everything. And we have another sponsor, but before we get to that, we have a special guest. Can you introduce yourself? Sure. Uh, my name is Summer Ash. I'm an astrophysicist at Columbia University. Okay, and as an astrophysicist, does that mean you deal with uh, outer space? Correct. All things outer space. Well, this seems uh, like a great time to talk about our sponsor, Squarespace. They provide online tools for individuals and businesses to create a website. So um, what gets created in, in your space? Oh, everything. Everything that you've ever come in contact with has been created in outer space first. Well, Squarespace includes hosting, 24-7 customer support, domains, e-commerce, and more. Does outer space uh, have 24-7 customer support? Probably not. And what shape is outer space? It is not square. Uh, there's two different questions embedded in there. So there's the observable universe that we can see, which we look out in all directions. So actually, the observable universe is a sphere. Okay. But the actual universe can't really give it a geometric description as far as a, a shape that you would, you would be familiar with because that would imply that it has a, an edge we're not so sure about that part. Is anything square in space? That's a good question. Uh, nothing natural that I can think of is, is square. Well, Squarespace enables people to share their story online in a way that reflects who they are and what they're all about. You can visit squarespace.com everything for more information and a free trial. What can I do to get a free trial of outer space? Um, save up a couple million dollars and maybe talk to the Russians. Ah, yep. Why don't you slip out of that fancy tuxedo? Oh, yeah. My mistake. You're a penguin. Well, that does it for this week's show. What'd you learn, Ian? Well, I learned that... I think if you'd asked me what I thought code was like, mm -hmm. programming you know, code, yeah. that I would say it was pretty boring. 
but we learned today it's pretty exciting. A lot of exclamation points, a lot of yelling. Yeah, yeah, it's not just ones and zeros. It's ones and zeros. Do you think at that aquarium where they have the honeymoon suites for the penguins, that when the penguins get in the room that uh, there's like a bottle of champagne and maybe a couple matching bathrobes? And maybe a waterbed, but... If I know penguins, they they prefer an ice bed, which to us is far less comfortable. Yeah. But to them, that's top romance. Right. And instead of chocolate, they'll have maybe a heart-shaped box of dead fish. How to Do Everything was produced by us this week. You can tell. Jillian? You can come back now. Do you know how to turn off the recorder? Lorna!